The Secrets of Stargate is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. You're listening to The Secrets of Stargate, episode 114. General West, Jackson has identified the seventh symbol. All right, here we go. We are about to try to make a connection. All we gotta do is bust out of here, commandeer the ship, and fly on home. Indeed. say that a lot. I know that this could be dangerous. But this is our job, right? It's what we signed on to do. It was never about going home. It's about getting us to where we're going. Hi, I'm Jack Barazzini, and you're listening to The Secrets of Stargate, where we talk about the hidden meanings and deeper layers found in the Stargate movies, TV series, and more. And joining me today are Lisa Jones. Hi, Lisa. Hey, Jack. And Victor Lambs. Hey, Victor. Hi, Jack. And today we're discussing the sixth episode of season six, Abyss. Colonel Jack O'Neill is captured by Baal, or as he says, Baal, and tortured for information about the Tok'ra. He is repeatedly revived and killed with the sarcophagus. While in captivity, he is visited by the ascended Daniel Jackson, who tries to help him ascend. Back at the Stargate Command, SG-1 discovers that Kanan, the Tok'ra symbiote who has been placed into O'Neill, may have been trying to rescue Baal's Lotar, Shallan. They make a temporary alliance with the System Lord Yu to attack Baal's base, which gives O'Neill the chance he needs to escape. He finds Shallan, and they both escape back to Stargate Command, and Shallan goes, goes with the Tok'ra. Yep, it's, uh, yep. it was... <laughs> I didn't know that Michael Shanks was going to be back in this episode, so it was oh. it was fun to see him. And I know in television time, this is this would have been you have the season break, and then you also have this is the sixth episode, so this is probably probably close to a year after he was last on the show. But since I'm watching the show pretty much week to week, it's it's been a couple been about six weeks since I saw him last. So I was like, oh, he's back already. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a really good observation too. It is when when you would have mm-hmm. to wait three months, you know, between seasons, and then you know just the way production works and the mid season breaks. Yeah, it was when when a character would show up again, like when Mayborn, he's he actually I think is, has his appearances spaced out enough. But you know, you're like, oh yeah, Mayborn, like I haven't seen that guy like in two or three years. This is so awesome. <laughs> And now doing it for the podcast, you're like, oh, another Mayborn episode. Well, wow, this is this is awesome. You know, yeah. <laughs> I just really like Mayborn, but I like Daniel yeah. Jackson too, and it's a, it's a treat to 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 see him um, as well. Yeah, I just looked it up. It'd been two months. Only two months since they saw him last. What, yeah, <laughs> it looks in. like they they went straight from the end of they didn't take a break. Oh, interesting. Because they went from sci-fi, I guess, to I mean from. HB uh, Showtime. Exception Showtime, yeah. So they, yeah. they're just cracking that whip, like Stargate yeah. Harder, everyone. May 17th, and they uh, uh, premiered on Sci-Fi in June. So no, it, you're right. It's It was pretty much, we watched it live, like the way we're watching it now. Wow. <laughs> yeah, Meridian, so really yeah, May, May 10th, long. yeah. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was a year, but no, no. Get back to Stargating, you slackers. <laughs> it's funny, because nowadays, uh, it's yeah. like a year, That's and sometimes right. like three years in between seasons of tv shows so it's terrible because then you have to go back and watch the whole other season to remember what happened yeah, exactly <laughs> yes the, the new doctor who series was awful for that because you would have to wait like two and a half years for the next season and then you're like wait i can't remember what happened 
last season, then you go back and watch it like, oh, yeah, I can't remember because it didn't make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At least we had reruns. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember spending all summer watching like the previous years, like Next Generation reruns and stuff. Yeah. And, um, yeah. That's how you truly like appreciate a show is you watch it like three times within three months of <laughs> itself. I think it does. Television lends itself better to watching like one or two episodes in a sitting. And I don't, I really don't like binging shows cause I just, mm. you, you just kind of end up zoning out and you're like, I don't know what happened in what episode and my brain is mush. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, it's surprising that they brought him back this quickly then. Yeah, it really, it really is. There's, this is a very good episode, but there's some, you know, just questionable like things along the entire like story arc. For example, we never, this is the main thing is like, we never get to see Tokra Jack. Mm, like, that's true. Yeah. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. It's like, they build this up. It's like, oh my gosh, he's going to be implanted with the Tokra. This is going to lead to some wacky hijinks of him. Like arguing. It's like, what are you doing? Get out of my head. No, you get out of my head type things. And we, we don't, we don't get that. We get like, you know, Jack gets knocked unconscious and, and, you know, Katan or whatever his name is like, nopes out of there. He's like, see a like host lady sucker and it's like and we never see him again either you know he just like Mm -hmm. scuttles away the symbiote does and like i didn't know they could do that or (laughs) why they'd want to do that yeah and why did he leave uh yeah it's that's kind of like my main if i have any problem with the episode it's a we don't get to see tokra jack and it doesn't make any sense why it's not like Tokra Jack for this episode, but yeah, because they build it all the way up, and then in the like the cold open before the credits, he just is gone, and mm-hmm. you spend the rest of the episode with Jack mouthing off to Baal, and then getting progressively more sarcophagized. I don't know if that's a word, but it is now, <laughs> and just depressed and sad. So yeah, and then Daniel's saying he wants to help him, but I'm just going to stand by and watch you get tortured. And killed over and over again for reasons. Well, we do learn about help you, but I think that you should become like me because it's really amazing because you get to stand (laughs) by and watch your friends get tortured and killed over and over again. Yay! Yeah. Can you tell this is not one of my favorite episodes? Oh, really? (laughs) I don't like this. What are your thoughts on this episode, Lisa? Now that you told us you don't like it, I don't like it. I don't like it. It just. I don't want to watch Jack get tortured over and over again and killed and brought back to life and then sit in angst with Daniel about how awful it is and how Daniel's like, but you can join me. What's it going to be like? I don't know. I get to do fun things like watch you get tortured. And I just, it doesn't, I don't, it just, it's a little too dark for me for Stargate and I know it ends in an all, here's a pretty bow, and Jack's fine, even though he was killed over and over and over again in a really painful way. Um, and why everyone loves Ball, I don't, I just, I don't, I don't get it. Um, I guess it's a Pollyanna in me. Um, my daughter, on the other hand, who absolutely loves Daniel Jackson, she told me to tell everyone that she loves this episode. It's one of her favorites. She likes that it's different and dark and, you know, handles this more mature kind of a topic in the way that it does. And of course she loves Daniel. So did you ask her what she thought of Daniel's uh, sweater? No. 
cable knit sweater there. Yeah. Yes. He's very, I, I don't even know what that is now, like Gen Z influencer neutral, like all the neutral colors. Y- yeah. Like kind Instagram of, thing. It, it kind of goes along with the whole Ascended thing where you're, he's not quite as bland as Orlin, but, um, <laughs> and we, we do learn later on in this season, I think, or, or next season, why the Ascended can't interfere and what happens if they do. Um, and so I, I liked this episode better than I remember liking it. Rewatching it now. All I remembered was, Oh no, this is the one where Jack gets tortured to death over and over again. <laughs> and, and yeah, he gets tortured to death over and over again in inventive ways. There's knives, there's acid, there's other things. Um, Neutralizing acid. Y- yeah. And acid neutralizers for when he, he's, you know, positive reinforcement there, but it is more than that. And it's more about just him sitting in the thing with Daniel, too. And mm-hmm. we can talk about this a little bit later. I don't want to jump to it right now. But Daniel does interfere and save Jack's life. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But, but uh, yeah. And, so I, and what I really, I really like the gravity, like, yes. field effects. That and, cool. um, yeah, I'm watching this. And now I'm, like, I'm watching it. The cell, you know, the, he's standing up. You know, they put him in this this very, like, narrow but very deep cell and he's standing up there and he's like, what's going to happen? And then he turned on the gravity field and suddenly he's thrown against the rear wall, which is now the floor of the cell. And the, and then when he is talking with Daniel, the cell is now very like a very small square. That's very tall. And then the door that he came in is, is now the ceiling. And I think they actually built this on a rotating, like the room was actually built on a, you know, something that would lift up and, and go down. They don't, have a lot of information on that on the wikis I checked, but mm-hmm. I did read that Richard Dean Anderson wanted to do more stunts as the room kind of, you know, flipped up 90 degrees of him tumbling down to the, to the floor, but because of his uh, knee, he couldn't, he couldn't do that. But I think that, that part is very, very cool. And yes. then some of the, but really ball only uses it. Uh, he has a separate gravity field in his torture chamber. They just like dangles knives out of his hand. And I wasn't really clear, like where the gravity field Really reached it because it'd, it'd be super embarrassing <laughs> if he let go and it just like fell to the floor because he didn't have it far enough forward. But he's probably probably been doing this long enough to know where the gravity field is. He's got the uh, the Q tape like they have for where you need <laughs> yeah. actors to stand. Yeah. He's got like a little piece of <laughs> painter's tape, tape right there. Yeah. So this is where you put the knife. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I like that effect because that's something you don't see often just because of mm-hmm. the budgetary constraints with doing those kind of things in a TV show, but messing with gravity and things like that. Uh, I think you mentioned uh, before, before we start recording, like uh, the fight in inception. So it's kind of a precursor yeah. to that. With the giant rotating set that's rotating around, uh, I guess it would be the Z axis. And as we're watching them fight and stuff. Yeah. So I do, I do anytime you can do a practical effect by rotating a set and inconveniencing your actors versus just filming in front of a green screen. It's, it always gets points in my book. <laughs> I wonder if this was a new acquisition for the for the studio they were filming in because a couple episodes ago we saw them do the thing where they lowered the room down when they were filling it with water. So yeah, it was mm-hmm. the same assembly. That could be, yeah. But yeah, it's 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 a cool effect. Yeah, we get um you know more of the Tokra in this, General Hammond willing to risk their their treaty and their alliance. Because he's finally had enough of the Tokra too. 
I know I thought yeah. of Jack when I was yeah. watching it because you're always like, the Toker aren't really good. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm totally with General Hammond on that. I think at one point uh, it gets to the point where the, the Toker ambassador there is like, that would end our diplomatic relationship. And General Hammond's like, that's what I'm ready to do at this point. I'm like, yes, yeah, don't trust him. Yeah, and so the yeah, and so Ball's torturing Jack because he's the host of a Tokra and he wants to know what the Tokra knew. Jack, I guess, was so this must have happened like pretty soon after implementation because um so the whole thing in the previous episode where they go to that town and you know the Nightwalkers episode must have just been a couple of days because now they're all back at the SGC, you know, working mm-hmm. around the clock to save Dave Jack. Jack doesn't remember what, what the Tokra was doing in his head, only he's having visions of a of a young woman um saying, Help me, or are you here for me or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that was another weak point of the episode, along with us not actually meeting Kanan. Is that the whole the whole crux is there's this mysterious woman who needs help, but she doesn't really have a character. She's just there. And is and she you- there or was she a dream or I, I'm still confused about that because wasn't she escaping with them in the woods or yes. something? And then she, I think she had to go back because like, she's like, well, this, this is blown. So she had yeah. to go back to be the slave. Okay. And so he's hallucinating her at first. And I thought that was really cool is because um, at first he's looking towards the door and there's this woman in, you know, a dress saying like, like, are you here for me or something? And Jack's mm-hmm. like, huh? And then he turns around and Daniel's there. Right. And so you're left like, you're like, Oh, it's Daniel. You're like, but then what was the woman that was there yeah. a second ago? Yeah. And so I thought that was a very effective, you know, misdirection or, you know, kind of leaving that out there. But then like, here's the real, like, you know, mystery of the episode is why is Daniel here, you know, type thing. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple of times where he's, he sees her far away up at the top yeah. and then he sees Daniel and you can see her behind Daniel. Yeah. yeah. Like it's it, so visually, I mean, they had some really good, good yeah. stuff with that. One one thing they didn't do well is like Jack's like, are you sure you don't see her? And Daniel turns around and then they do this really bad CG effect of yes. her kind of like dissolving into smoke or something where they didn't need to do that. Daniel just turns around and like, oh, there's no one there like you've seen a hundred times. That's but, the kind of thing that confused me. So was yeah. she really there? Was she not really there? Was she hallucination or was she like has special powers and she can magically turn into yeah. smoke? Because like, we don't know who she is. So you're yeah. like, mm, okay. But Jack has no object permanence, and so when someone's not there, he has to imagine that they turned into smoke or something. Okay, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like that's it. That works. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I guess I shouldn't say I hate the whole episode because the scenes with Jack and Daniel are amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, forget the part where Daniel's like, "I have to watch you die," but like the two actors together. I mean, I mean, they, they have such chemistry and you can, I mean, work well together that yeah. I think that's why I really think that's why people love this episode is the two of them together. Yeah. And, and, and it is funny watching um, Daniel trying to convince Jack that he can ascend when he he can't. I mean, and, and, you know, finally, I think he says something like, you know, Jack just wants Daniel to kill him because that's the only way out of this, mm-hmm. um, you know, being tortured over and over and. And Daniel's finally like, like, you're you're a better man than this Jack. And then Jack says, like, like you don't know me very well then, or I'm not, you know. And which is which is which is cool. But you can, I like, I do like, you know, Daniel kind of getting a little frustrated at just open your mind, Jack. And Jack's like, it's really hard because they're going to come and torture me in like 15 mm-hmm. minutes. Yeah, mm-hmm. and seeing how long it took Daniel to get to that point, and also just taking into account their differences in temperament, I think it would take right. 
Jack a lot longer to get to that kind of point. And I do, I, Jack says, don't Oma, are you going to be my Oma de Sala? Yeah. yeah. He's, like, <laughs> He's like, no, she would say something like the, it, it was something to the effect of like the watch pot never boils or something yeah, the, meaningless the like that. And candle Jack was popped, lit. Then the, then the meal was, meal cooked, was a cooked a long time ago. Time ago. Yeah. Yeah. And Jack and, says something yeah. like the lights on in my house, but no one's there. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's another meaningless thing. <laughs> yeah. And, and so the SGC is trying to figure out like, Hey, where could, where could Catan or Kanan have taken um, Jack? And they're like, well, let's go over his old mission reports and, and they're like, well, there's nothing in this mission reports. And then Den Jones is like, well, maybe it's something that's not in the mission reports. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, there was this one thing. And then we get this thing, which could only have been, they couldn't, they couldn't have the plot hinge on this today. It's like, <laughs> wait, he was, he was closely associated with a slave. The slave was a woman. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. it's like, yeah, he, you, a she, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you really, you you really, yeah, I mean, it would have been like, oh yeah, well maybe, you know, maybe he wasn't interested in women slaves or something, yeah. but, yeah. but yeah, and so that's how they've, they figured out, but they still don't have any way of getting there because it's certain death, this fortress, which we don't see, um, right. this impregnable, impenetrable fortress that we only see two rooms of the torture chamber well, the hallway and then the, the cool, uh, you know, rotating gravity mm-hmm. cell, mm-hmm. but, um, and that's when Teal'c gets the idea, wink, wink, that maybe if we have one of the system lords attack it, we have the plans. Yeah. Lord Yu is, is already kind of upset with Ball, so we we leak the plans to him. That'll give Jack enough time, perhaps, to to escape. And so I thought that was really nice. They never they never call back to that. And you know, in the infirmary, when when Daniel's saying goodbye to Jack, he never says, "Oh, by the way, I gave Teal'c the idea," nice. you know, or something like that. But yeah. it's obvious that's what happened. It, but they don't insult the audience's it's intelligence by, yeah, hanging a lantern mm-hmm. on it. I think definitely the the best parts of this episode are just the scenes with Jack and Daniel in isolation. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, a lot of the the framework around it is kind of flimsy, and I think this almost was just built to give us those scenes. I would believe that. Yeah, yeah, it was a way to t- get the two of them in a room and let them interact. It, and it really establishes Ball's character, too. I mean, this is the first time we see Ball being Ball, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he, and he's not like Apophis, who's like, you will tell me what you will know or you will perish. You know, yeah. you will kneel before me as your God. And Ball's just kind of having fun with it, you know, being very methodical um, with, with his little knives and um, and his and his acid and whatever else he's he's using. But yeah, I think it's a it's a good kind of introduction, although we've seen him before, to the to the character of Ball and mm-hmm. kind of what sets him apart from the other system lords. Yeah, he's he's much more conniving. He's basically just like a really creepy, calculating sociopath. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. which is fun because he's he's very villainy and very stereotypically villainy in the way that the Gould all are, but he's not bombastic. Right. He's definitely not like the rest of them. I mean, you compare him to Anubis, mm-hmm. right? I mean, Anubis, yeah. we, we remember that last episode where uh, David Hewlett as uh, Rodney McKay was like making fun of, you know, yeah, how over the top he was. And, and Ball's not, not like that. He's, and I think, but I think that's what I want to say bothers me the most is that our villains in this show usually are a little over the top. 
Yeah. This yeah. was a little more like I'm watching a, you know, like CSI or Criminal Minds bad guy. You know, it was yeah. a little more, uh, you know, believable bad guy. And I, I that just kind of you know, hurts my heart. <laughs> yeah. And I thought Richard Dean Anderson did a really amazing job with his, like, I don't know scenes. Like, you still mm-hmm. don't know. It's like, Jack has to know, like, what's going on, right? And then you start to think... You're, you're with Ball. You're like, oh, yeah, he's just resisting the torture. And then yeah. you're like, oh, no, maybe he doesn't actually know what's going on. You know, he, he knows mm-hmm. the symbiote's name, but but that's pretty much it. Um, Yeah. So. So I think I think they handled that part uh, very well. But to think about it. So they talk about the fact that. You know, so Carter's like they he went back. Carter figured out that he went back for the woman because he had blended with O'Neill and O'Neill has this mm-hmm. strong, we don't leave our people behind yeah. thing. So, and we know from experience that the Tok'ra get the, the Tok'ra get the host, you know, memories and personalities and things. But at the same time, like Sam had Jolinar's memories. I mean, we had an episode mm-hmm. called, we had an episode called Jolinar's memories. And yet here we don't, you know, Jack, we're supposed to believe that Jack doesn't remember anything from, from him. So I, I don't, I don't know. I very sick. Yeah. I think it was because he was so sick. Like he wasn't really conscious for mm. the implantation or much of the healing process. And it, I think what happened was once Kanan healed him enough that he was able to wake up, Kanan just took over and noped out of there and got picked up by ball. And that whole, that whole thing was glossed over too. It's like, so he just, he just walked out of the base and there's no guards or anything. It's like he, he left. Oh, well, uh, you mean the second when he escapes it? No. When they oh. talk about him escaping the, when the, oh. Jif, uh, when the Toker comes and it's like, he left. Oh, oh yeah. From the Toker oh, well, base. Yeah. Yeah. I think, or is he undercover or something? Maybe they didn't, it sounded like he just walked out. Oh, the door. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm leaving the Tok'ra base. Yeah. yeah. No, leaving the Tok'ra yeah base. He just yeah. got up and, and they, <laughs> they do mention it's like, and nobody stopped him. And they're like, look, dude, we got like almost wiped out back yeah. on Tok'ra prime or whatever the planet's called. They're like, we don't even know who are Tok'ra anymore. Cause <laughs> yeah. everyone keeps switching bodies. So whatever. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> we Some can't keep bad up. management. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And this this episode does really portray the Tok'ra in an even more negative light than they have been before, and I'm here for that because yeah, they are uh, they are friends or they're allies purely out of convenience, and I would I don't think this is what the the direction the show goes in, but I would love to see that if the system lords get wiped out, the Tok'ra just become the new system lords because that's probably what would happen. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't happen. <laughs> no, uh, but that would be I, good. That would be cool, yeah. And also them talking about uh, how the Tok'ra, when the Tok'ra fuse with a human, they take on a lot of the personality traits of the person. So it really seems like it's kind of a crapshoot with, if you put a Tok'ra Gould or yeah, Toker Gould in a good person, they're going to take on those traits like Jack wanting to rescue yeah. the woman. But if you put him in like a, like a evil person, is it just going to go back to being a Gould? I, well, we saw with the whole Tanith thing that the mm-hmm. Tanith host was a very good person, but the Gould was very evil. So I think the Gould probably over 
rides the humans and maybe it's just i we really haven't seen this before where it's yeah. like the host you know the strongly held beliefs of the hosts can influence the the symbiote the only explanation i have for that is maybe kanan was like very sick as well because you know he was in a host that was dying yeah and so maybe because jack was feverish and the you know and then we know that when tokra are blended it's it's kind of hard for them you know for the first oh, couple of days right. so maybe mm-hmm. there was just some like weird like jack's feverish mind and emotional uh, surge. yeah and it t- taxes the symbiote yeah. to try and heal and so maybe they were both just not feeling 100 percent, and you know <laughs> that's all I, you know, i'm really dead <laughs> It's a but lot of it, mental it, hoops. Prob- yeah. yeah. <laughs> probably also wouldn't get uh get Jack O'Neill a lot of pushing to go rescue an attractive woman anyways. So True. Yeah, which which he ultimately does. Like and and, and even then at the end when, when he grabs her and he's running, um, cause he cause, you know, you Lord you attacks, we don't see it. But mm. you know, all of a sudden the base starts shaking and and Daniel's like, This is it, this is you wanted a fighting chance, now you got it. And Jack's like, Oh boy, did I ever and um so he runs up to the you know like the door is open and he like sucks out a guard and this is where i thought like we were talking about like you know how this would have been handled in in a modern day you know we would have gotten like this maybe a single take scene of like jack running out of the cell like punching somebody running down a hall like running up the wall flying kicking somebody and then like you know like we would have gotten a really cool but in this he like runs out into the hall the the slave is just somehow there he grabs her and um then we just fade to he's in bed at the SGC and we really don't know like how he escaped, how he got to the gate, how he, how he dialed the gate or anything like that. Um, how he had his IDC you know, <laughs> with him or what he did. Yeah. And so that part, I thought maybe, you know, they could have maybe done a little bit more there. I know it's not super important to the story. And then they, they allude that like, Oh yeah, he saved this woman too, the slave. And they were like, Oh, okay. So we didn't see any of that. Yeah, and she goes off with the Tokra. Never to Big be mistake. seen again. <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> I did like the way the team worked together. So you had yeah. Jonas come up with, uh, I forget which part, and then Carter, the whole Jack doesn't leave people behind. And then, you know, and then Teal, and the, the three of them all really worked the together. Four of them, because Daniel helped too. Yes. Yeah, and Daniel yeah. even gave kudos to Jonas. So that was nice. Yeah. yeah. That was good. But I, I liked, you know, we were talking about, did they have enough to do? And they, you know, we talked about that last week where there, mm-hmm. since there's only three of them, they all got to do something. And again, yeah. they all got to do something. So it was kind of nice to see that dynamic working. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I don't know. I just, I just want to see more of Hammond yelling at the Tokra. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> Hammond yells at Tokra 10 hours. ASMR. <laughs> And I wish they would have done more with, they could have done like flashbacks to uh, Kanan infiltrating the base and starting the relationship with the woman and stuff just to give that more anything. Because really, as it was, it was just, yes, he likes that lady and he wants to rescue her, but Mm -hmm. we don't know anything about her other than her name, which I think was mentioned like once. Well, that's what's so interesting about this episode. It is so different mm-hmm. like just the way that it's filmed and put together and i mean there's there's really no action i mean it all happens off screen or referenced it's it's very much 
talking and, um, you know, like like character relationship between Jack mm-hmm. and um, Jack and Daniel, and even think about how much the torture scenes. It's Ball and Jack kind of talking, and yeah. it's again, it's not real action oriented. So it's the whole thing feels feels very. It's not slow. I can't say it's slow. It's just different. I was looking to see who wrote it. Brad Wright. So Brad when, Wright wrote it. Yeah, when Brad Wright, you know, one of the show's creator, when he writes an episode, it's it's because he has something that he wants to say or something that he wants to to express and and you know do some something somewhat different. Um, you know this this is actually like the scenes with Jack and Daniel are like the definition of a bottle episode. The whole episode isn't like that, but you know, in a confined space and all you can do is talk mm-hmm. type thing. Um, but if you go back to some of the stuff he he wrote for, you know, Outer Limits and stuff, it was obviously those because it's an anthology series. It's very, you know, self-contained. And this felt like a very self-contained, you know, episode apart from the, the Tok'ra And thing. I think everything other than the Daniel and Jack scenes was just the connective tissue that you need to make it make sense in the context mm-hmm. of the story. Like I would bet that if he could have, it would have just been that. Yeah. That would have been, mm-hmm. I guess a way you could have done that would be the whole episode takes place in Jack's feverish mind as he's being healed. And Daniel visits him there. He could have done something like that. We have an episode yeah. kind of like that. Yeah. Well, it's not Jack's mind, but yeah, I don't know who you, wrote it. Now I'm going to have to go look. <laughs> yeah. But I, I do like how they address that early on. It's like, are you a figment? Nope, not a not a figment. And Jack throws a shoe at him, and of course, it passes through because he's <laughs> non corporeal. Yeah, uh, you know <laughs> that was a very you know very funny scene there. But but yeah, it's kind of like in later episodes of or later seasons of like you know Buffy or the Vampire Slayer when Joss Whedon would you know write an episode or you know and they didn't write very many of them. It would be like kind of like oh yeah, this is the the show's original creator writing an episode you know but it it doesn't feel kind of you know in sync with what the writers of the other you know 22 episodes this season are doing you know it's 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 elevated a little bit but you know that just makes it kind of um you know stand apart but that sometimes that's a really good thing you know you get a really good episode out of it but sometimes uh it just makes it feel like this doesn't really feel like like what they were doing last episode or the episode before that. Yeah, it's it's very heavy. It's uh it's definitely an excuse to explore the characters, which yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I like. I like uh I've always liked Daniel and Jack paired together because their person the way their personalities interact, they kind of bounce off each other but they also respect each other and you get a lot of good dialogue with them. It being a episodic TV show, I doubt we're going to explore all of the horrible, horrible PTSD that Jack would undoubtedly have from this experience. Especially with it being 2002. No, yeah. it's just withdrawal symptoms from the sarcophagus. That's, that's it. It's fine. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> the mental anguish of all the memories of being slowly eaten alive by that's acid is, is, yeah. No. I'm I'm sure he'll be right back onto the team full force next episode. Yeah, right? and there yeah. weren't that many holes in his shirt. Yeah. Even he only even, died like twenty times. Yeah. They don't funny. really say I think it was probably closer to maybe three or four. Do they say? I don't they think don't. so. Just, yeah. I mean, cool. look how many times Daniel Jackson has died. Yeah. So Yeah. That's true. 
And and it's it's another episode where we get like you know the the Tokra, but we only get one Tokra actor kind of standing in for the Tokra. <laughs> and you know, in in past, you know, we would have every like council Tokra mm-hmm. member would come with at least an entourage of two people who didn't say any lines, mm-hmm. so they could work for you know less, I guess. But um, this we don't even get the the entourage; we just get uh, the one Tokra guy. I can you can headcanon that as. They've just had their base destroyed, and there's not oh, that many yeah, of them left. Yeah. So. That's right. That's right. They can't afford an entourage, literally. and uh, They can't afford people to yeah. watch the doors. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. <laughs> I guess awesome. we should yeah. mention um, Hoop Ball was played by Cliff Simon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who was, was most assuredly a fan favorite. And we see him, I mean, we see him a lot coming up. And uh, he recently passed away. Yeah. In the last year oh, or two. Well. May he rest in peace. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like him because he's different and he's creepy and weird. And and he stays creepy and weird through the next like four and a half seasons and a movie. And the movie. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Did like Jack's uh, quip at him uh, when he introduces himself as ball. He says, as in bocce. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we got a little bit of Jack quips. Yeah, not a lot. And I liked that they they did a good job as the torture gets worse and worse, and it takes it's taking its toll. He doesn't stay quippy, which is yeah. good because yeah. it would have kind of undercut what they were going for. Yeah, I mean it. It if it wasn't Stargate, I would I would really like this episode. I just, yeah, I guess I, mean, I don't like Jack being tortured and killed. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't as, that aspect wasn't as bad as I re- remembered it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, and the, the villainy is very much like, it's still cartoony over the top super villainy. Like they're not like hacking off limbs or anything and then having them regrown in the sarcophagus or something. Don't give yeah. the new show ideas. <laughs> yeah, or something. <laughs> Or like, yeah, we put a single tooth in the sarcophagus and we reconstituted you from that or something. But I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to envision a show you would write, Victor. (laughs) It's like Hannibal meets (laughs) Stargate. It could have been a lot worse is all I'm saying. Oh, well, yeah. But but think about like we make fun of Daniel Jackson's parents, like the stone Legos, oh, yeah. you know, like the, the, the Lego, <laughs> Jake. Yeah. yeah, the styrofoam Legos, that's what I'm trying to say, uh, you know, falling on them. And we we're like, yeah. oh, that's so traumatic. But this was, this was like, it's like, what is up with the, with the killing over and over and experiencing bad things over and over? And then like, yeah, it's no big deal, I guess. I don't like that. <laughs> yeah. So. I don't know. It was. It was definitely, I think this is probably just from watching more modern shows, but it was very, the violence is all very PG. Like yeah. you, you see yeah. a couple knives sticking out of him, but <laughs> no blood. You, really. you don't ever see it. Like they do like the point of view shot where it comes at him, but no Sam Raimi. Uh, yeah. No head exploding. So <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. do is less graphic violence in TV shows. Me too. I mm-hmm. like the the Stargate level of of violence, which is you know good, clean family violence. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Wholesome for the whole family. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Uh, did you all have any other thoughts on this episode? 
Uh, no, better than I remembered. Uh, definitely a, a good episode in in my opinion. I I really appreciated Michael Shanks and Richard Dean Anderson together in the cell. Mm-hmm talking and just the actors you could just see how much they really liked working together yeah Um, yeah i just wish daniel jackson would actually do something to save his friend but you know he did (laughs) he did the equivalent of lifting his pinky (laughs) yeah so there we go yeah yeah awesome uh yeah it was (laughs) It was good. I I liked it overall. I wish we could have gotten to see Toker Jack, but it is what it is. Before we go, we'd like to take a moment to thank our patrons who make it possible for us to create the secret to Stargate, including Frank R., Mary Jean C., Toby T., Lynn F., and Suzanne S. Their generous donations at sqpn.com slash give make it possible for us to continue the secret to Stargate and all the shows at StarQuest. And you can join them by visiting sqpn.com slash give. And be sure to follow the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or on the SQPN YouTube channel. And to find previous episodes of Secrets of Stargate and to send feedback, please visit sqpn.com stargate. And you can email us at stargate at sqpn.com or follow StarQuest on social media at facebook.com starquestmedia or on Twitter at sqpn. We'll be back next time when we'll be discussing the next episode of SG-1, Shadowplay. Until then, Lisa Jones, thank you for joining me and sharing the secret to Stargate. Thanks, Jack. And Victor Lambs, thank you too. Thanks, Jack. So you want to be my Oma? <laughs> I'll always be your Oma. Oh. <laughs> once again, I'm Jack Berzini. Thank you for listening to the secret to Stargate on StarQuest. Anyway, I'm sorry, but that just happens to be how I feel about it. What do you think? Here's another show on the StarQuest Network you're sure to enjoy. The Secrets of Star Wars. Find it wherever fine podcasts are found or at sqpn.com slash Star Wars.